get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Red Sox have brought back Alex Cora, who they parted ways with last offseason because he oversaw a cheating scandal. But they have no trouble with that, so they have brought him back as their manager. We head now to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. It's Carriker and Smallman, and our favorite guest of the week, Joey Vitale, joins us as he does every Friday. Happy National Nachos Day. How are you doing? Hey, Randy. Jeez, uh, favorite guest. Do you tell every guest that, or is that just particular to me? I feel honored. This is you, and you should be honored because we have a lot of great guests during the course of the week, but you are numero uno. <laughs> Man, I, I like it. I like it. And on Nacho Day, how about that? How do you guys like your nachos? What, what do you put on your nachos? We've had a debate here. Michelle is a pulled pork devotee. I like mm. mine with ground beef. Ground beef. You know what? I was a ground beef guy like you, Randy, but I took one trip to Memphis to, vi- to visit my brother back when I was in high school. He go- He went to Christian Brothers University in Memphis, Tennessee, and they go down there. I'm sure Michelle knows about it. They put pulled pork on it mm-hmm. with, like, uh, cheese and, like, jalapeno. I'm telling you, it, it is a game changer. I have to go on Michelle's side on this one. And, um, Joey, also the pulled pork nachos don't get as soggy as the ground beef nachos. Big time. Big time. You know, that, that's another big point because of because of the shreddedness. It's not, they're not as greasy, I feel like. Yeah. That, that, that's one good thing I picked up in Memphis. The other thing that, that, that Memphis turned me on to coleslaw on your pulled pork sandwich. Oh, Never yeah. ever in mm-hmm. a million years thought that was good, but it adds a nice little texture crunch to it and, and kind of a little uh, tanginess, I think, that the, kind of balances the BBQ. Yeah, Memphis has done some good things, fellas. Yeah, they have. It's, <laughs> Memphis, hey, the, the the barbecue in Memphis is fantastic. Rendezvous? Yeah, a rendezvous. rendezvous still yeah. there? Well, that's the one I went to. It was great. 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 Um, okay, Joy, let's talk a little St. Louis Blues hockey. Jeremy Rutherford had a great piece in The Athletic about Colton Pareko and about him taking over in a leadership role after Alex Petrangelo moved on to Vegas. What's it like for somebody like Colton Pareko? I don't know if you've ever dealt with this on any team. He's had a longer tenure on the team, but he's younger than a lot of his teammates who have more experience maybe elsewhere. So what's it like to be the alpha in a group that might have older guys in it? You know, it's it's an interesting it's interesting for Colton because he started so young and you know he's he plays so much and he's such a an elite young player, which is you know not not as common for the league. But certainly this situation, you know, I read that article as well. You know, there's is there, there's speculation. I mean, there's there's thoughts that will Colton Pareko be the captain? Will will he take on a bigger leadership role now that Alex Petrangelo's up? I mean, certainly you're looking at the next franchise defenseman uh, for the St. Louis Blues. He's going to be around a long time. Uh, he's in as elite of a defenseman and, and growing up. Uh, you're, I think he's going to be a Victor Hedman one day. Maybe not as much offensively, but he's going to be as prolific as a Victor Hedman. Give him another two, three years if he continues to grow in the way he's doing. So he's got leadership material written all over him. Uh, he's, he carries himself very well. He treats all the people around him terrifically. He's a great teammate. He's great to the media. He's terrific to fans. I mean, he's everything you want in a leader. Now, do you throw a letter on him next year? Do you throw a C on him in a couple of years? To me, I don't think so. 
I think that for Colton Pareko, for how young he still is and how much growth he still has, uh, take, for example, just how much he can grow offensively. You know, there's so much more to be to be seen from Colton Pareko from the offensive side. Uh, there's growth on the power play. So his game still has a lot of growth to it. So the one thing I've seen a lot in the NHL is when you give a player like him a letter too soon, it kind of distracts him from the growth individually. So Colton should be focusing on uh, his growth as an, as an offensive player, his growth as a power play guy, his growth of a shooter, more of a shooter mentality. Now, if you throw a C on him and then he's got to start dealing with the media, then it's just maybe too much for a young player to handle. So I like the way that they're progressing Colton Fraco right now. Uh, definitely, I don't think he needs to have a C at this point, uh, and maybe not even an A at this point. But I can see definitely within two or three years, you can throw an A on his sweater, and then somewhere down the road, guys like Petranza, like we saw with Petro, I think he will be the captain of this organization. Speaking of shooting, Joey, one thing that was mentioned in the article, too, was his slap shot. Do you think we might see an increase in those opportunities for him? You know, I think so, and I, and I hope so. You know, I think and that, that, that's a big thing for Colton because it's a big part of his game. You know, something that uh, from the growth standpoint of being more offensive that, that Colton can certainly work on is just getting his feet set to shoot more pucks. Uh, I had a great conversation with Larry Robinson we were up in Toronto. This is two years ago, and, and we're talking. We're watching morning skate. We're in Toronto. A lot of hype, obviously, because it's a great city. And uh, Larry Robinson and Chris Kerber and I were talking about Colton Pareko as he was taking one-timers in the morning skate. And then Chris Kerber asked him, he said, you know, you know why, why can't he just shoot the puck more? What, what, you see it in practice. I mean, he's, it's scary how hard he shoots. And Larry Robinson made a great observation. He goes, sometimes in games, his feet aren't ready to shoot meaning when he gives the puck off and then he's waiting for it to come back, he's not, his feet aren't in a, in a, in a, like a shoulder-wide stance apart, knees bent, ready to one-time the puck. Sometimes he'll give it and he'll get it back, but his feet are like pointed at the net or his feet are pointed some other direction. So something that Colton Pareko is certainly continuing to work on, I noticed in his practice, especially this past year where I think he shot way more pucks than two years ago, is when he's in the offensive zone, He's waiting for pucks, but his feet and, and his legs are loaded for a one-timer. That's something that he, he was not doing two, three years ago. So as he continues to do that, I think that you're going to see him be more and more of a threat. Think of like a Shea Weber. When Shea Weber's on the ice uh, and you're in your defensive zone, you're playing against him, you know, you know Shea Weber's out there, and you're constantly keeping an eye on your puck, but you're also kind of like with that peripheral vision, you're looking, where's Weber, where's Weber, where's Weber, because you know at some point when he gets that puck, it's just, it's just automatic. It's just going to be a shot. And I think that's what we got to see from Colton. Colton, I'd rather him just be more of a shot mentality kind of player where just every time he gets it, you know it's just going to be a shot like Shea Weber because it's such a powerful shot. Even if you miss the net, um, sometimes you're going to hit someone in the ankle. Sometimes you're gonna, it may redirect. Um, you're going to put the, the fear of God into the goaltender every time you shoot it as well. So i love to see him become more of a shot mentality because he has a very Shea Weber-like shot uh, to the point where I think a couple more years as he continues to grow, I think he's going to be the guy at the all-star competition, these hard shot competitions. Wow. Joey Vitale is with us on the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line on 101 ESPN. Joey, earlier today we had our feature that we do every Friday, Peak and Pit of the Week. And uh, one of our texters said that the peak of the week was having a week of vacation, but the pit of the week was getting a vasectomy during the vacation. <laughs> and we had multiple yep. people text in with their vasectomy stories. I, I was telling the story about how when I had my consultation, I, I went in to the doctor's office. They described the procedure to me and before I left the office I had to go into the restroom and throw up because my <laughs> face was all sweaty and I was hot and flushed and everything it, it had an effect on me so we were just wanting to know if you have uh, any stories of guys that you know or people that have had issues with this very delicate procedure <laughs> well it's it's certainly a delicate procedure guys I know everything about vasectomies I, I know I tell you what 
I know everything about reverse vasectomies because I've had both. Oh, I really? had a vasectomy. Yes, I had a vasectomy after my third baby, uh, Bodie. We had him in Arizona. My wife and I could have sworn we were done. So I got a vasectomy. I laid on the table. My doctor came in. He put me up on those stirrups, and, and he, he, he turned on Metallica, and he was having a conversation with me. It was literally 20 minutes. There was a little bit of a burn sensation down there, but then within 20 minutes, I'm walking out, a couple ice packs, a couple Tylenol, and I was good to go. And so, so getting a vasectomy is actually rel- relatively painless, and it's a pretty straightforward procedure. No after effect. Everything was fine, you know, and then three years later, my wife and I are talking. We want to have more kids. Well, how do we go about doing this? And we looked at in vitro and how do I, you know, get my stuff to her stuff and all that kind of stuff. And uh, we're like, well, we could get a reversal. I'm like, okay, that sounds like a pretty straightforward procedure. I mean, getting a vasectomy wasn't bad. So imagine the reversal. The reversal is a completely different animal, guys. I mean, think about it. You're taking the vast deference, these two like spaghetti noodles, they're like a spaghetti noodle. Mm-hmm. And you're basically got to re, you have to re-sew those back together. It's a, I mean, getting in there and cutting them is one thing, but putting them back together, guys, this was a six-hour procedure. Six-hour procedure. Yeah, get this. So I'm on the table. I'm on the table. <laughs> this is two years ago, okay? Two years ago, I'm on the table, and I'm kind of getting nervous. I'm getting clammy. The nurse comes in. She's like, yeah, it's about a four to six hour. I'm like, oh, my God. So I'm starting to get really shaky and cold. <laughs> and all of a sudden, and this is the true story, the curtain opens up like, sling, and it's my scrub nurse. And she's like, Joey? And I said, hi, how you doing? And she goes, my name is Donna. I'm going to be your scrub nurse today. I go, oh, hi, Donna. Nice to meet you. And she goes, you don't know me, do you? I go, no, should I? And she goes, my family is at St. Peter with your family. I'm in your parish. My kids go to school with your kids. And she's my scrub nurse. She's my scrub nurse. Donna McCarthy, I swear to God. And I'm like, oh, my God. And my wife looks at me like, oh, my God. And so I'm I'm telling her wife, like, she leaves like, Marina, this 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 parish mom's gonna be looking at my my hoo ha for six straight hours, and she's like, "Are you okay with that?" And I'm like, "Okay with that? I, I don't know how I feel about that." But long story short, um, yeah, this mom at our parish, who I see every day, I saw her drop off like two days ago. She uh, was holding my 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 kits and biddles for for six hours as this doctor went to work. And you know what? Um, I tell people the story all the time. Like, isn't that awkward? You know what? It was awkward for like the first minute, but then I felt really good knowing that someone's like really taking good care of me because you want someone to really take good care of you, um, you know, in, in that kind of procedure. So long story short, I get the reversal a month later, get this guys a month later, my wife gets pregnant. Wow. Uh, it, it usually takes six months to a year, but you listen to me. Hey, I feel pretty good about myself. I went in for my sample after a month and I got some swimmers it worked out a month later. And a year later, I sent a picture to Donna McCarthy, my scrub nurse who's at my parish. And we all have a good laugh about it. And I actually saw her at Christmas mass, uh, I think two years ago, or excuse me, this is last year. And I, I said, Hey Donna, just, just for the record, I don't know who you've talked to, but th- th- those surgery rooms, they're really cold. They're really, they're freezing there. You know what I mean? Like all this other kind of stuff. And, and of course, of course she comes back and this is in church. This is in God's house. And she's like, you know, Joe, just so you know, we actually, when you, we, when you go into surgery, they pump through like heat into your body to keep the blood flowing really fast so she's like and she kind of winked at me she's like you're probably okay i'm like okay just just in case you talk to anyone at like a book club a parish book club or you guys ever you know a women's wine night at you know the school just so we know you know i felt cold but a uh, long story short it worked out well i got our fourth baby little birdie she's almost eight months old so so god bless the doctors and vasectomies and reverse vasectomies and now i gotta get snip snap snip snap now i gotta get re-snipped so that's, that's somewhere down the road too. Joy, I have so many follow-ups here. I want I want to circle back though to the first procedure. Were you nervous when the doctor cranked Metallica to get going on the procedure? 
I mean, when he when I, when I heard "In Tonight," I was like, "Whoa, this is like kind of kind of nervous." But I'm like, maybe he's so relaxed, like you know, this is kind of a good thing. But yeah, he literally like, "So where are you from?" I'm like, "Oh, St. Louis." I was like, "Oh, how many kids you got?" And he's literally like snipping and burning and singeing. As he, I mean, it's a little nerve wracking, but then like at the same time, you're like, "Well, we're having this great conversation." So I mean, it's it's kind of in passing, so maybe it's a pretty straightforward procedure. So I felt kind of good about it, and, and he did a great job. When you hear that song now, Joey, did the sensations come back? You know what? A little bit, a little bit every time. Yeah, a little. Well, yeah. Well, I'm not gonna get into too much detail, but <laughs> I didn't. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Lean into the procedure. Randy probably knows what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So we had to waste like 20 <laughs> minutes, like for nurses to do that, and that was that was probably the most awkward part. So whatever the doctors tell you to prep before you go into surgery, just do it because it's a lot less awkward if you if you do it right. Absolutely. <laughs> That's great. Hey, we're so happy that uh, the reversal worked. I, I just, I, I'm going back to the spaghetti noodle and just think about that. Think about a spaghetti noodle that, in the bowl that comes apart. It's what the doctors do is phenomenal. Medicine is amazing. Oh my gosh, Randy. It, it really is. I mean, you think of a spaghetti noodle, you're right, but I'm not talking like a spaghetti, solid spaghetti noodle. It's a hollow I, I think it, 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 it's hollow. So I think it's called a bucatini. You ever mm-hmm. see bucatini? Yeah. Yeah, yes. Michelle, you probably know that. It's it. like, it basically, it's, it's, it's spaghetti with like a hole in the middle. So that's, that's <laughs> what your vast deference is. So they, so they, so they, they cut it and then they got to repair it. They got to go back in there. They got to cut it and they got to find the samples. So they got to make sure it's, it's the, you know, the sperm's in there and all that good stuff. And then, and then they have to basically sew the interior, like the hollow part. And then the exterior. So there's, there's actually two sewing. And this is a spaghetti noodle, folks. The, the goggles on this guy, he had like magnifying, like, like, like beer goggles. They were so thick just so he could actually see what's kind of going on. And, um, and to think, you're right, medicine's amazing because they could redo that. I mean, birth, birth in general, uh, uh, God, it's, it's one of the most uh, amazing things in general. You think, about, you think about like all the sperm that goes in, um, you know, when, when it goes, you know, to the uterus and then like the race, I mean, the journey. The journey to get to an egg, I mean, guys, I, I don't know the percentage, but it's like almost like impossible, like what they have to go through mm-hmm. in this like marathon of a race and all the, the hurdles and, mm-hmm. and, the, and the steel traps to get to the egg. And then eventually one makes it. I mean, eventually one makes it. And then uh, the blossom of life and how it all just kind of gets together and, and moving and in motion. And it's just, it's, it's an incredible thing. And to think that doctors can kind of put that back together and, and make this being, uh, you know, I had four kids. I had four kids, but I've never looked at a baby like I looked at my fourth because I knew what went into it and, like, the, the medicine and the doctors to perform to make this happen. And then here's this, like, child, right? I've never, I've never, felt, I've never felt that presence of, like, you know, you, know, you know, people say, like, you know, I met my daughter and, like, this is where heaven and earth met. And I, I really felt that with my, with my fourth because of, because of all the complications and difficulties and, and this shouldn't have happened, but it did. Uh, it's an amazing, it's an amazing thing. And, and, uh, I can go, I can go on all day about, uh, the reproductive system and, and different, um, facts and factoids about uh, fertilization. I do on the, on the broadcast when the blues are getting their butts kicked every now and then. So if you ever listen to some games, you really get into it pretty deep. Joey V see conversations like this are why you're our favorite guest. See, you know, well, I, I have a reputation to uphold and I'm going to try to do that um, every week with you guys. So thank you. You're the king. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. Have all a great weekend. All right, brother. That is the great Joey Vitale with us on 101 ESPN. Are you surprised at all that we heard what we heard for the last 10 minutes? Absolutely not, because whether it's nachos, St. Louis Blues hockey, or vasectomies, Joey Vitale brings it. Brings it every time. And I also, just before we wrap up, want to give another shout-out to Donna.
Oh, yeah, strong. <laughs> and the, the fact that they, as Joey said, we're the house of God. <laughs> he's, he's looking across the aisle and Donna gives him a head nod. <laughs> We've got the fight coming your way next on 101 ESPN.